0: All I ever wanted was a little love. I want true romance.
2: It's true. Hello and welcome to True Romance. This is Carolina Barlow. This is Devin Leary. Devin, tell me about the item in your lap. By the way, this is not a sponsored post. This is... This isn't a sponsored post, and I haven't even
1: tried this product yet, but the story goes like this. I was on Snapchat. So Uh I used to use Snapchat all the time. It was a big snaphead, as they say. But now I don't use it because it's gone out of trend for people our age. For Gen Z, from what I understand, it's still a thing. But I still use Snapchat exclusively to interact with my... Two best friends from college, Anis and Tori, who I also have a group text with. But for some reason, we also have a Snapchat chat where we send pictures. And then my friend Anto, who sends me impressions on Snapchat. Um, and so Tori sends us a selfie. And my friend Anis chats, is that a blanket or a hoodie that you're wearing? Or what is that that you're wearing? And... Tori says it's both. Okay, meaning both a blanket and a hoodie. So obviously my interest is peaked. My interest is is honestly blazing at this point. I love to be cozy so fucking much.
2: I love to have a blanket. I will live under a blanket forever in some capacity.
1: I can't watch TV without a blanket. No. And it's really progressed in quarantine. Like in in the beginning of quarantine, I was like, "Oh, I guess I'll start like working from the couch." Like that's kind of weird, but I'm working from the couch. Uh whatever, and I'm like, "Oh, I'm a couch potato, I'm working from the couch." Now, a year later, I have a full bedspread on the couch that I work from. And I have like eight pillows. Bed sores. Some some are couch pillows, some are bed pillows that I've taken to the couch. And so um I I invested in this and this is the comfy. So it's basically a giant it's basically like a blanket with sleeves and a hood. It's also cheetah print. It's cheetah print and it's got a little pocket where you can put stuff. This is So basically yeah. this is my work uniform I think for the next who knows how long. And by the way, no I don't have a normal like a job as people say refer to it. So uh, work uniform is a generous term but this is what I'll wear to my computer every day
2: it looks like something that people dress up their sleepy babies in
1: that's what I want i want to be cocooned like a baby but also there was a phase when i went to work when i was really depressed uh many years ago and i was like going i was trying new antidepressants and I've i literally there. wore like Thinking back, it's insane the extent to which the clothes I wore to work were pajamas. Like, I cannot believe that I attended work in actual pajamas and, like, would just brush my teeth and not brush my hair and go to work. It was shocking.
2: I remember once going to work. I'd been up late the night before, and I just think it's so funny that, like, men don't know... How to s- men will tell you you look bad in such a specific way, but without even thinking like, "Oh, she looks like shit." Like I remember going to work once and looking at me, being like, "Oh, are you sick?" And I was like, "Ah, <laughs> what? No, like, are you okay? You look sick." And I hadn't worn makeup that day, and I was like, "No <laughs>
1: Are you sick is so offensive. It's the I thought you were gonna say, "Are you tired?" Because that's the usual oh. thing, like, "Oh my god, you look tired," and it's like, "Okay." literally go fuck yourself There's you know who looks tired jared leto and he's a red carpet celebrity how is that fair
2: (laughs) i can't believe there are still men saying are you tired it's so crazy it's so crazy or you look really tired i remember this one guy who like completely fucked up my mom's car and was just like a terrible human being to me in general whenever i told people everything he did I would also add that once we were at a party together and when I was leaving, he said, Carolina, you look really tired. And no. out of all the things, like literally like destroying my mom's car, like owing me money, blah, blah, blah When I got to that part of the store, people would be like, oh, I hate him. And I was like, yeah, it's just a marker of a bad person. It's so
1: bad. I, just don't ever comment on anything. Like mm-hmm. it, literally if a woman has something on her face... Just leave it for another woman to tell her because a male telling you that is, like, so scary and abrasive. I don't know why. It's like, just don't tell me that. I would rather have, um, like, a giant piece of cake stuck to my cheek and have Carolina tell me than a man.
2: I'd be like, Devin, there's a piece of cake growing out of your cheek. <laughs> How are you doing, Carol? Our friend Hannah told me something that changed my life forever, which was never comment on the way a woman looks. Listen, yeah. I still tell my friends when they look amazing, but as someone who recovered from an eating disorder, I understand the delicacy of telling a girl she looks good if she lost weight because that's sometimes a very bad thing. Telling mm-hmm. a girl she looks good When you're sick, someone telling you you look good can distort your perception entirely. Someone telling you that you're worried about you can seem like a compliment and feed your disorder. This sounds really dark, but basically it just got me to thinking like how much dialogue, period, not even good, bad, or negative, or toxic, whatever. Just how much dialogue goes around what women look like in general. And I feel Mm -hmm. like some things... Sometimes I've rejected wanting to look anyway and I've just put my hair up and not put makeup on because I just like hate the dialogue. I hate trying. I just hate it. I just hate it. I hate thinking about how I look all the time. And I think the most masculine part of me or the part of me that likes to relax into masculinity sometimes is the part that just doesn't care. Like, I don't want to think about how I fucking look right now. I just want to get on with my day. I know. But on the flip side of that, I've had about a year of that. <laughs> and I'm really... <laughs> <gasps> I, I've one had, year, <laughs> I, uh, hmm. almost coming up on one year, and another thing is is that I'm getting really excited about potentially getting a vaccine in the nearish future in t- 2021. Mm-hmm. Hopefully, getting a vaccine. If you're listening to this, hopefully, you'll be getting a vaccine too. It's very exciting. This medical breakthrough. I want to be excited about that. And I haven't let myself get excited about socializing or dating in the future because I just never saw it being like healthy. And now I'm actually getting excited about like the thought of putting tights on, putting lipstick on, putting eye makeup on, putting contacts in. I haven't put contacts in a year because who cares? I'll just wear glasses. Doing my hair and going out to a party that might not be that fun, but getting ready is the fun part because it's full of hope and what ifs and will I meet? And I guess this is the first time where I've gotten kind of excited about dating, period. And I'm saying that for people who don't feel that way right now, I never thought I would feel that way again. Hold on to that
1: excitement as long as you can, because you know that they will try to stamp it out. The-, the- hipster men of los angeles will try to stamp that out of you as much as they can okay so i have a couple things to say about this one we need this because i don't have the option to date right now since i'm currently in a relationship or whatever so exactly (laughs) (laughs) but i'm saying we need your date stories because i remember when i was dating just always thinking like I I couldn't wait to get to work the next day to like tell my friends the weird date story that I had or like I don't know it's just like such a fun thing to talk about even though Most of the time when I was telling the stories, it ended with me like crying and being like, man, I'm never going to meet anyone. And it's like, I'm just fucking sick of it. But now (laughs) I look back and I'm like, that was so fun.
2: You're like these hysterical (laughs) date stories. I mean, like, "Mm, I'm not remembering them like that. But (laughs) I didn't at the time. I didn't see what was funny. Now I do. Okay, so that's
1: my first point. And my second point is, do tights hurt your stomach? Because they always hurt my stomach
2: tights have fucked me up so much first of all i'm a big Spanx girl i i'm i'm very impressed by the creator of Spanx. she did something that we all we we just didn't have the foresight to think oh that feeling that i like where like my stomach feels flat because forces of gravity and spandex are forcing it my organs uh, back up into my chest no that, that hurts is a business idea and but it hurts. Yeah, it feels like shit. It also messes up with your digestion. But I'm also I'm um what we call an extra tire weight carrier, meaning that where I gain weight and lose weight is um in the spare tire around my middle midsection, which I'm totally fine with. Love my stomach, love my belly. Um, but I spanks help me um in terms of like contouring a dress. Like the Kardashians contour the face. That's what Spanx have done for me, given me a whole new um, body and uh, face transplant. I at times used to wear two sets of Spanx, one on top of the other. And that'll really make your gastrointestinal issues flare up for like a week.
1: Yeah. I literally have worn tights and been like, am I sick? Like I feel like like someone asked you (laughs) because you looked tired. Like, Am I sick? Um,
2: I have literally left a wedding to go back to my room, taken off tights and come back to the wedding to like relax. And the feeling of letting your stomach out and your stomach does something. I think it's because you have like more gas because basically, and I just recently read about this while I was wearing tight jeans and wondering why you get bloated after wearing tight jeans. So you're, you can't like digest stuff if your pants are really tight. You can't digest it properly. You can't, like, like basically, let's think about it this way. Air goes down. You're supposed to release it through your butthole. But since it can't go down past your belly button because of these tight spanks or pants, it just goes and goes up. (gasps) So your stomach blows up with air. And that's true romance. That's, you know, what I wanted to get on this pod and talk about. And until I do have date stories, I have more stories about gastrointestinal issues. Floating.
1: But wait. So how are you feeling about, like, Readiness to date,
2: I am feeling ready, ready, ready. I feel and i'm uh, i'm I'm feeling like ready to like go through like a slut phase again. like you mm-hmm. know those couple of phases you go through, and like some of them are negative, like everyone's had growing pains in that, area, but some of them are really positive when you've like you know the summer before college, I was like hooking up with random guys, I was having so much fun. Um, I wasn't, I think the slut phase is fun when you have no interest in dating, like, as having a serious relationship. Yeah. And you're like, your aim is to go out and have fun. It's not to meet someone. And it's a blurry line. Like those, you can kind of think that you're going to go out for fun and then you end up realizing afterwards that you really want to meet someone.
1: Mm-hmm. Or you could
2: be <laughs> dating someone realizing that you just made an accidental detour on what should have just been a slut face. I think about men so much when I'm in a relationship. I think about my partner so much. And I think I want the fun of dating without the um, headspace aspect to it.
1: Some of the top three best things about like being newly single after a long-term relationship is... um. One, as I've said before, not having to confer with someone about dinner and just ordering Mm. whatever the fuck you want for dinner, eating whatever the fuck you want and not having to be like, so what do you think we should do you think we should order in? Do you think we should cook? What do you feel like? What do you feel like? What do you feel like? I don't know. What about you? Up to you. You decide. Um, You don't have to do that. Two, you don't have to confer with anyone on plans, such as when I moved to L.A. for a job. I wasn't like, okay, but I have to talk to like so and so about this. My literal only like concern about that was that I was like, wait, I have like crushes. I remember saying to someone like, I have crushes in New York and like I don't know if I'll have crushes in LA and like I really want to pursue these crushes in New York, but I'm not gonna give up a job opportunity for crushes. Right? Um, <laughs> right? Like, what do you think? And my therapist was like, I think you need help and I can't even give it to you. No. Um and then three is like leaving or staying is totally up to you. So like when you go out, like I remember being like, oh, yeah, like I can like stay out as late as I want or go home as late as I want. I don't have to like tell someone when I'm going to get home. You're I not also sharing living- your
2: time with anyone. Yeah. Some of my best hookups have been with guys that I knew that I would never like, yeah. like as a boyfriend or anything. But we'd have so much fun because there was no pressure on it. And there was also no pressure on, um, how do I say this, like our interests aligning at all. So I wasn't – when he was talking, I wasn't trying to be like, oh, my God, totally. Like, I do this. I was just like, th- right. I am a tourist in your life and you in mine, my friend. Like, we do not need to be aligned in any way except right. sexually. And I um, – Saw his picture at the Capitol recently. <laughs> oh, no, God. He – okay. So <laughs> I don't know if I'll keep this in the pod. No, it's this guy who – met in high school. He was, like, 90 pounds to my, like, 150 when we met. Like, he was just this (laughs) skinny little, like, punk kid. And we would – I knew him for years. We see each other party. I think we, like, kissed a couple of times. And then one night we hooked up and it was incredible. Like, I – it was unbelievable. And to the point where both of us were like, wow, that was awesome. And we just stayed in touch because it was, like, I – and he was this kid who – Uh, we called him metal because he was a raver by the way if I if I was at a rave I would walk in scream and walk out (laughs) there is no way I belong in that crowd whatsoever but he was this really nice kid next time I see him he has like he's like bulky and he's like covered in tattoos used to have a few now he's like covered he's like a chess piece and stuff he looks amazing he looks so hot that I'm like breathless like Wait, who are you? And so every time we see each other, it becomes the longest relationship I had ever had. We saw each other on and off for three years. We knew we were never going to date, but we just had so much fun together. And every time I saw him, he got progressively like musclier. Like he was to the point where this like old like raver, 90 pound, like druggy kid slowly became a professional bodybuilder. No. And it went from, like, tattoos on, like, arms, chest, hands, to, like, neck, head, face. Mm-hmm. Um, so I did not see him, like, th- too, through the end there, but, um... We, you could call what we did dating, I guess. But my point is, like, all of that was really fun. It was, like, good memories. We didn't have any bad times because we weren't committed at all. And I was never like, you guys, I'm worried. Like, he right. wants to get another tattoo this time on the – Like, I was just like, you – I No overanalyzing. Nothing. My time yeah. is my time. And when you're with someone like that, you can make boundaries that are really clear. Meaning, like, I'm not going to pick up. He's calling right now, but I don't want to hang out tonight. And vice versa. So right. this is all to say that, like, I guess I thought as I was getting older, I'm, like, going to be – I was going to say I'm going to be in my 30s. I'm actively in my 30s as a 30-year-old. I felt, like, those days were over. But if Sex and the City has taught me anything, I don't think it has. But <laughs> it's shown me that you can have these, like, phases and that I'm not, like, supposed to be married or supposed to be, like, a mother with children or anything. that like, I can still have fun dating, which um, it's – empowering and also you know as someone who's having an eating disorder my old mental place used to be in like okay so now I have to get like really 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 thin and like fit and all this stuff and like that's no longer my goal like when I work out I only work out like 30 minutes a day at the most like a few times a week kind of um but it's more to like just feel in my body and not like disassociated from it mm-hmm. and because like it's for anyone who's having self-esteem issues like yoga like literally improves as you could probably attest to right now Devin your body image. Mhm. Um like there's scientific studies that you feel sexier after you do yoga, so I'm more doing it to get back into my body rather than for some kind of like approval ratings because again like dating for myself rather than for some outward approval just gives me more license to. I also just came from doing a yoga class so that's why I'm so pumped about this. Okay, so
1: since you brought up scientific studies that prove something makes you feel sexier, I'm actually working on a scientific study on whether the comfy um, makes you feel sexier. And I am going to find that out when I put it on later, but I feel like it will because it's like, listen, you maybe, yes, it covers up every inch of your body and it looks like a giant fleece sack at the same time. That is exciting. It's like what's under there. And also, I want to say that another thing that proves that you don't have to do anything by a certain time in life is that Teresa Giudici, Real Housewives of New Jersey, competed in a bodybuilding competition after having four kids and after having one husband go to prison. And then after going to prison herself and then having her husband deported, she went through so many life phases before she was a bodybuilder. And I think that's amazing. And also watching True Life, I'm a Bodybuilder, when I was like 10 years old in Connecticut was one of the first experiences I had where I was like, oh, the the world is really weird. (laughs) Like the world is fucked up. Like I have this town and I I live in this town and I go to school and that's pretty much what I know about the world besides the Sims and my dolls. And here I see that there's this whole world out there where people, grown men, shave their butts. (laughs) And they spray tan themselves. And I was like, you know what? I don't know about this place that we call home, Earth, but we'll see.
2: <sighs> on that note, I cannot wait for you to hear our true romance guest today. She is one of the funniest comics out there, I truly believe. Please stay tuned.
1: Also, can I just say that my mom, when we were recording this interview with our guest, who truly I was like, could not even believe she said yes to be on our pod but my mom said that she could he- you could hear me laughing like all throughout the house okay so that, so that is an indicator you're going to want to Santa Claus? not a creature was stirring all through the house not even a mouse well actually there was a creature stirring and it was me laughing at this interview so <gasps> I can't wait for you guys to hear it Please. and peace be with you
2: we'll be right back
0: I want you)
2: we're back with true romance
1: so true romance listeners we have a very exciting guest today and you're welcome ahead of time our guest is a comedian who you may know from the comedy lineup on netflix black monday on showtime showtime people it's a big deal central park on apple tv plus which she also writes for and late night with seth meyers she has toured with Chris Rock and Amy Schumer, and she was named one of the fifty most funny people in Brooklyn. And her comedy album, Black and Mild, is available on all major streaming networks. Please welcome Janelle. Janelle James.
3: James. Yay! When people read my bio, I'm like, oh shit. You What's light that? a cigarette? <laughs> <laughs> it's Look a really I'm, good bio. I'm like, I know. And it needs to be updated because there's more shit on there too. But uh that's uh yeah, that makes you feel good. In quarantine. Wow. I did some stuff in the before times.
1: Oh, yeah. <laughs> no, it's a great, it's a very, uh, it hits all the, hits all the spots. Premium yeah. cable, streaming. Right. I'm out of Spotify, here. Spotify.
3: <laughs> everywhere. And How are uh, you doing,
1: Janelle?
3: Uh, you know, I'm inside. Status yeah. <laughs> 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 inside, inside. Yeah. I uh, I moved recently just to have a new wall to look at. And so oh, that's nice. been cool. I'm wondering what I'm going to do after I finish decorating this place. I'm like de- trying to decorate it. I want it to be lived in, but also it's given me a project. You know what yeah. I mean? So I'm trying yeah. to decide. Stuff to slowly. order online. So I was like, what am I going to do when I'm done? Like, it's over. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to have to move. I'm going to move again, I guess. But uh, yeah, I'm all right as well as can be. Thanks for having me.
2: Yeah, thank you so much for joining. Janelle, I was uh, creeping through your Instagram last night and you do this thing (laughs) called hashtag short story time where you do like little pieces (laughs) of writing and one of them I swear to God like lowered my blood pressure and can I can I read it to you because it's just like so beautiful so it's like a pre-pandemic poem like if you want to just relax and remember how good things used to be. (laughs) Um, Janelle writes, I pull my low rise jeans lower and the sides of my thong higher as my too old for me boyfriend pulls up over in his champagne colored Honda Accord. I look back at my friend like, that's right, bitch. As I slide into the car, country grammar blares from the radio and he turns it down before handing me a backwood rolled blunt. What's up? He asks us to take a hit. And as the smoke slowly rolls from my lips, I say, Nick Cannon is beefing with Eminem. (laughs) <laughs> That's how good life used to be. That was news.
3: That was news. Now, <laughs> now I remember that. I totally forgot that I wrote that, but I think that was like maybe two years ago, Nick Cannon was beefing with Eminem and it totally took me back to the 90s. Like, I was just oh like, wow, this is like a blast from the past that they're, they're beefing again in tw- 20, I guess, 2019. And so... <laughs>
2: I remember (laughs) being in New York in in 2011 and one of like my like hype up songs on the subway was listening to The Warning, which was Eminem's revenge song at (laughs) Mariah (laughs) Carey, which was so good that I was like,
3: oh man, (laughs) I saw Eminem at Bonnaroo in 20. 18, I think, I was so hyped. Like, I went in, like, whatever, this is gonna be uh, And he came out and I almost lost my shit. So, yeah, it's uh, no, uh, no shame. Yeah, <laughs> he is <laughs> so obsessed with her though.
1: Like, I love Eminem, but he is so obsessed with Mariah. Like, he has held on to this piece for so long.
3: He is,
1: which I can't blame him for.
3: I mean, I'm obsessed with who? who isn't obsessed with Mariah.
1: I know, and we all got things great little like, Lambs.
3: is one of the few uh, divas that's allowed to be a diva, like whatever yeah. crazy shit I hear about her, I'm like, whatever, that's Mariah. doesn't can matter. Be like,
2: I she can sing yeah. like a dolphin. She can talk to dolphins.
3: Yeah. She can have a pet dolphin. I'm like, she's Mariah, of course. Like, yeah. and I give a fuck. I fun. know. She's
1: like an hour and <laughs> ne- a She's literally 90 mi- minutes late to every concert and all Nobody of her cares. are like, okay, that's fine. Yeah,
3: that's what she does. You know, exactly. That's what I'm saying. That's the kind of, uh, yeah. Power. Power exactly? And that's why he's obsessed. Yeah. You know? Had to dye his hair brown to go into hiding because she dumped him. (laughs)
1: Yeah.
3: Who doesn't want an ex talking about you 10 years later? Jesus Christ.
1: I know. (laughs) Yeah. I always imagine that they're still like saying she's the one that got
3: away or something. And Well, he had a not. diss song, and actually I just heard this recently. I mean, I don't know what time it is. This might have been three years ago, but I'm saying everything is recently <laughs> now. <laughs> it was like no two idea. days ago.
2: <laughs> it might have been. Who knows?
3: <laughs> but I went on YouTube, and he does have like a really brutal diss song uh, against her that I had never heard, and it's like, oh, you're really in your feelings. He's like giving out details and stuff. It's like, dude. Yeah. You were in love. Like, just say that. <laughs>
2: He's yeah. Stan.
3: He's Stan. Yeah, yeah, the fact that you even remember all this stuff and are still talking about it like this is not a good look. You're not hurting her. You you look nuts. You know what I mean. So yeah. you're not okay. Yeah. Power, power, like we said. Power. I
2: have to say, uh, Janelle, your podcast "You in Danger Girl" is an incredible discovery. Um, Thank you. It's so amazing. You talk to a lot of listeners. Are, I mean we get listener questions too but listeners and you say it on the pod want to tell you everything <laughs> <laughs> I was like I don't know what that it is power. it really people are writing in being like okay so
1: <laughs> sometimes it's like a two-parter you're like okay this is the first part and then and I'm right.
3: like wait, there's you thought more? I was done yeah. It's more yeah <laughs>
2: And so it was I you were you do a lot on red flags in your pod and mm-hmm. I thought the red flags were going to be stuff like he's a picky eater or mm. he's rude to waiters.
3: No. But it nope. was
2: straight up like he's addicted to granny porn and works at nursing homes. <laughs> Is that a red flag? And I was like, I mean, we're going to
1: really Depends expand who the you definition That's What you are, I guess. <laughs> uh,
3: <laughs> but also, you know, red flags are it's not only right away some of these things you discover when you're already in it. You know what I mean? To give them some credit. It's yeah. not like people are opening up their conversation, you know, first day conversation. Like, hey, I'm in the granny porn. Like these are <laughs> she, I feel like that letter in particular. She was kind of snooping. and she yeah. found it. You and know, thank so, God. Yeah. Yeah. Thank God. Exactly. <laughs>
2: Ooh, I got to explain that to like... your
3: son and shit. Anyway, <laughs> <laughs> uh, years uh, later. Now you don't have kid. Yeah.
1: <laughs> <sighs> Oh my god. No, I was thinking also listening to your podcast the the past few years. I feel like maybe maybe this is just me because I've only been in serious relationships for the past few years, but I feel mm-hmm. like red flags are coming out in a new way since Trump became president because every single day there was like a different type of racism, xenophobia, uh discrimination, like anything in the news and so I feel like dating white men at that time it was like you just heard so many opinions
3: that mm.
1: like I was like I mean like, oh, that's dating
3: white men at any time it's all I- opinions all the time <laughs> Jesus I didn't ask you what you thought about anything dude but anyway yeah no, I was just like I was going on dates during like the
1: Kavanaugh hearing and it was like oh no two seconds Ugh. finding out that someone is a rape apologist is fun. Yeah. anyway finding out someone um, was Kavanaugh finding out that
2: Brett uh,
3: was yeah. actually Brett Kavanaugh no they take everything so personally because they know they've done fucked up shit you know what I mean exactly. like just so adamantly defending a stranger you're just like what is wrong with you what
1: is yeah why are you so <laughs> fucking passionate about it
3: exactly so hit dogs holler as they say
1: yeah no one guy was like defending Brett Kavanaugh and he was like I um I have so many friends in college that, like, this could have happened to. Like, they could have been... Right, camp-nobby. that's the problem. Dude! Like, that's terrifying. Your friends have probably murdered people. And where are the bodies? Like, it's I don't have okay. any friends One like that. One day,
3: he'll have a daughter, and he'll say, now that I have a daughter, I realize that I've raped. Or whatever yeah. the fuck they say. Anyway. That's the birth <laughs> announcement.
1: Yeah.
2: Yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> we're having a girl and as a result I realized that when women I women are people, people it was not okay, just hit me <laughs> anyway I didn't mean to take it there so quickly no it's, a, it's
3: it's a thing man I mean dating men at any time of any color is always a yeah it's always a trip what are <laughs>
2: It's fascinating, Truly. and it's also like it's a turn off to date men. Does that make sense? Yeah, totally. <laughs> like, yes, I, I hate, hate it. Them. Me and my
3: friends talk about how we wish we were lesbians all the time, all and the time I know and that's all. no cakewalk. I have lesbian friends who, you know, you got to deal with that shit too. But just to switch it up, I wish I could just, you know,
2: yeah. <laughs>
3: it's sort like, yeah. new problems, maybe I don't know, but because you get just tired of that shit.
2: Well, it's sort of like when you're stressed out about something, you're like, I don't want to go to my boyfriend. Like, I just need to talk to a girl about this. Yep. Like, the yep. worst thing is to talk to a guy about this.
3: Yeah.
1: Even oh. my friend, my best friend from college, Anise, always says men are dumb, which is stupid plus dumb, like both stupid and dumb.
3: <laughs> I'm guessing I'm stum on some things, too. It's yeah. just uh, in- ingrained misogyny sometimes.
2: Oh no! I mean, like, I don't know men. anything. This whole yeah. like game stock, stock, the stock market, market things. This like stock market scandal that's going on right now. I'm like, I well, that's don't not want knowing
3: anything. That's not knowing about the stock market, which which is how it was set up to be. It was that's set up true. to be people yeah. like us. That's true. It's just like not knowing how to do your taxes. It could be so simple, but they don't want us to know. So that's this why it gets confused and it's boring as fuck. I don't blame anybody for not wanting to know that shit. You know, it's like so. when people
2: tell you it to listen, boring. they're like, okay, okay, so concentrate. And I'm like, you lost yeah, me already. <laughs> and
3: then as soon as they start talking and then your bearer bonds, like, please kill yourself. Get out of my face. <laughs> <laughs> I know, um, really I'll just stay like... poor forever, I guess.
2: Yeah. <laughs> what it's are some red flags that you both have chosen to look past at times?
3: Oh, I mean, I've talked about this on my pockets, like mean people, mean guys mm-hmm. where mm-hmm. you're just yeah. like. Not necessarily mean to 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 me, but just right. outwardly mean. Or uh, uh, I remember I dated this guy and he uh, came visit me in New York. And one of the things I love about New York is, I mean, it's it's more corporatized now. But when I first moved there, it was the place where you could be yourself. Like people, you're from a small town and you're uh, gay or a lesbian or you dress weird or you're a club kid. or That you move to New York, you do whatever you want. Nobody gives a fuck. Mm-hmm. And so he would come and visit me and we'd be walking around and he'd be talking about everyone's outfits. Like, what is he? Cause he's from a place where everyone dresses the same. You know what I mean? Right. Right. What is he wearing? So what is that? What is he? Yeah, and I was just like, dude, why do you care? Yeah. <laughs> you know? So that was just like, and then, and the, that's a red flag because then it, once they uh, stop doing the act, because if someone is mean to everyone else, it's coming for you eventually, is what, you know yeah. what I mean? Yes,
0: They're, they're yes. still being nice
3: to you because they want to get with you and everything. But once it turns to you, then now they're overly critical of everything you do. And, mm-hmm. you know, and so not only, yeah, that was a, a not only a bad match, but just a bad look on his part that he cared so much, first about outward appearance and just having to speak on it all the time. I'm like, who made you the mayor of what, people are doing like i am very much a live and let live i love that that people aren't when they're nonconformist. non-conformist and yeah. the yeah. fact that he i'm like what should everyone be wearing that would please you guy who has <laughs> the same shoes that everyone else has you know what i mean I know? Know. like, like ooh, what are you uh I know. what's the, project runway guy or whatever it was just like you aren't he was fashionable, but I'm like, you're fashionable in, in the regular way. You have Jordans and a, sh- and a shirt and, you know what I mean? Like, Right, there's up. Right. no creativity
2: going into it or anything. Yeah.
3: <laughs> Get out of here. So that's that so was funny. one. I mean, maybe, yeah. but yeah. that's the one I, I uh, think of right now.
1: Yeah, yeah. We talk a lot about, like, the guy who's mean about his exes, too, or the person who's mean yeah. about their exes. Like, I'm I haven't David. run into
3: that in a while, but yeah. Yeah.
1: It's always, like, starts... Subtle and then you're like, wait, all of them can't be terrible. But
3: well, what I say now is I think they know now, but you know, because of podcasts or just listening, they know now not to do that. And I wish I always see women saying that like men. I mean, that's what the internet now is, is people telling everybody else what to do, but they're saying (laughs) Men, don't (laughs) talk about your exes, it just shows that and I'm like, Stop telling them. (laughs)
2: Let them do that. How we else would you know? Re- yeah, we, we need, need to see, to see these see red flags. What kind of person
3: they are. Exactly. That yeah. and then the whole therapy scam now where everybody's saying they go to therapy. I'll need to see a receipt or they go to therapy and they think they're fixed. You know what I mean? And now they're above you because they went to therapy, but they're still a fucking asshole. I'm like, you're not. Yeah. You know, so
2: they have the language now, which is unfortunate. Exactly the
3: language, but no fucking behavior. I'm like, yes. you know what,
2: gaslighting means, but you're still doing you're it. Still doing it. <laughs> so,
3: if anything, yeah. you're better at it now because you're doing a workaround, some kind of therapy. You're learning workaround. how to do
1: it good. Yeah.
3: <laughs> Ugh.
2: It's funny because so. I used to, and I think this is just like my bar being raised too. But I used to like really put so much stock because I know what that is. In, um like guys showing up, like I'd be like, show up for me, like show up to things for me, et cetera, et cetera. Mm-hmm. And it's only now, like my new red flag is when someone like doesn't show up, like not, not emotionally, but like, for instance, when I'm meeting someone's parents, I'm like, mm-hmm. hi, how are you? Question, question, mm-hmm. question. Or when I'm mm-hmm. meeting someone's friends, I'm like, oh my God, so nice yeah. to meet you. Yeah. If mm-hmm. a guy doesn't do that to like my friends, my family, my situation. Oh my God, that's yeah. happened to me.
3: What yeah. I've- had someone, and I told him beforehand, like, hey, this girl that you're meeting, we've been friends so long. Like, exactly. She works with me, and we're doing a thing, and I'm so excited. I haven't seen her in a while, and he got there and was totally silent like a serial killer. And I was like, what are you doing? And this oh. is a guy who is, like, known for being charming, but he went into this, like, petulant, no one's yes. paying attention to me silence. Yes. And he don't know, but that was the end of our, us, you know what yeah. I mean? It took me, like, two more months to cut it, but I was just like and you know and once I cut it she you know she being my friend she didn't say anything but once I let him she was like that was weird like I had the same thought like why would he why was he acting like that it was so weird (laughs)
2: <laughs> yeah. no it's so true and it's so funny Deb and I talk about this when your friend can see it like you cannot yeah. not see yeah. it you know yeah. like
1: when you start doing like the apologizing
3: for the person like he's exactly. just really tired he was
1: actually working this morning and like I wasn't really even tired, apologizing
3: so. but I was just like this dude always fucking talks he never shuts up I don't know right, what's yeah. going on and he's just like oh god this is what he did he started doing this notes app oh my god this was such a psycho but uh, oh no he opened a notes app and he was like jokingly taking notes, like, Janelle was mean to me at 10.35. This is during what? my... And it, like, showed it to me after, like, you were mean to me when <gasps> your friend was there or some shit. And I was like, if you don't get... I'm gonna be really fucking mean to you if you don't get that shit out of my face, But <laughs> But it was just Ew. weirdo. He was such a weirdo. Don't ever date Aquariuses, you guys. PSA. I- but anyway, I don't think just, I the, have. The, the, just the weirdest motherfuckers on Earth. They really... uh in, in inhabit their uh, horoscopes or whatever like I never believed that like horoscopes and all that stuff before this person
2: <laughs> I'm writing this down
3: I'm like you're so weird I'm about to read about you how about that
2: <laughs>
3: I need That's... tips or whatever like I need to know yeah. why the fuck you so weird so
2: it's like astrology memes on Instagram now I like yeah. look at them just for specific people I'm like oh yeah. I can't oh, wait yeah. what does exactly. they say
3: about Leos
1: <laughs> Yeah, exactly I know. I always dated Capricorns. So I don't really know what that means, but
2: ah. Devin, what are some red flags that you've had on dates? I mean,
1: it's funny because, like, I in the past, whenever I've heard people talk about red flags, like this is weird. But I remember I was, I was like reading Whitney Cummings' book for some reason, and she was like, "These are the things that are deal breakers for me." And I was like, "Okay, my boyfriend has every single one of these things." <laughs> like, I've always been like. When people talk about red flags, I'm like, mm, I don't know. That's pretty much everyone I've ever dated. Um, but when I was dating in New York, there was like this, these two guys right in a row. One, I guess he had an apartment, but he always was carrying like an overnight bag. And he would be like, oh, I'm staying oh. at my friend's house tonight. Uh, I'm actually house sitting tonight. And, you know, homosexual. Um, yeah. He was like, "I I do have a place, but it's actually like really far away. And it's like. It's really small, so I, I just, like, don't go there that much. And I was like, okay, so I don't think you have a home, yeah. which is fine, but, like, just Classic New York boy. <laughs> and he was – but the thing was, like, he had, like, really nice clothes and a podcast, but didn't have a home. <laughs> well, Devin, we all know. <laughs> doesn't mean – Which, I mean, no, no judgment there, but – A traveling podcast. <laughs> he was, like, all about his podcast, <laughs> and he mansplained podcasting to me. Like, at one point, oh. I was like, oh – I've always kind of wanted to do that and he was like okay so like here's what you do you are funny and like I think your no. laugh could actually work on a podcast but the, and I was like you're fucking Dude, 40 you and don't... I don't know where your home is
3: wait um, he, he was 40?
1: yeah he was 40 Ew, I know <laughs> <laughs> and then, so then the next guy I dated was like... Why You shouldn't starting... even have a
3: backpack anymore unless you're a college professor. Like, exactly. He has like a rolly
2: backpack. He's moved move, right. he move up to I like an attache
3: it. or something. Jesus Christ.
2: Yes. And like, that, that means he's never bad. had
3: any serious relationships because a real girlfriend would have bought him, would have upgraded exactly. his bag situation already.
1: He hadn't had a serious relationship since college he said and he yeah, was like and,
3: another one again yeah.
1: why that's a red flag why didn't i
3: listen to that i don't yeah. know but whatever because but, man, women are programmed to think that we want need a man around we're just all yeah, giving around giving them all chances for whatever reason they're not really bringing anything to our lives and <laughs> that's why as soon as you get money in up and in, in your own career you're just like ah, i'm taking a break like every time. Exactly.
2: <laughs> you're in I, ne- I feel like before that, you're in negotiations all the time. You're like, okay, yeah, right. I think I can deal with that. And we want okay. babies. And you did yeah. give
3: it to us, and you know.
2: Eh. Yeah.
3: <laughs> it was we hard. But was anyway, that's to why. Explain. Yeah. You're like, who is the least reprehensible to have a kid with? That's really what. Uh, <laughs>
1: Who is has the least (laughs) amount of things I have to explain to my parents?
3: Um, No, but then my baby live in a book bag. I don't know. I need to. I
1: guess so. I mean, at the time, I was like. I only have, like, a tiny room with, like, a full bed. So I was like, I don't ha- really have room for, like, both he of us. He was like, just upgrade. So you know. <laughs> he was like that. He literally was like that. Um, no, but then the next guy I dated was, like, starting a startup. Okay? Like, he was like, Jesus I just quit Christ. my job. You're walking I was all in <laughs> all there,
3: all the red Yes. Dogs.
1: And I was like, okay. And then he was like, so I don't really have a place right now. Like I'm staying at this like family home in upstate New York. But, and I was like, why the fuck is this keep happening to me? Like, I can't deal with this. Here's the thing that
3: I think that women do that men don't do. You're homeless. You're in between things. Not to shame homeless people there. Things happen. But you take yourself off the dating market. They're still out here. Yes, have the respect. You know, I'm like, you know what? I need to get my shit together. I'm not really going to be on Hinge or whatever the fuck right now. Like, let me get, they are out here just straight up. Like, I'm a catch. Like, I don't get it. The confidence is crazy.
1: The second one ghosted me. And I was like, okay, like. This is when you
3: write him a short thank you letter.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Don't even take that to heart. He did you a favor. You're welcome for the hospitality. No, but it was with both of them. It wasn't that they were homeless. It was that they they clearly had enough money to like be doing these stupid pastimes, like Mm. starting a protein bar startup and doing a podcast. So I was like, if you can be doing that, like, couldn't you just get a job that's normal and pay your bill? Like, I don't.
3: Yeah, but starting a startup is different than having a startup. You can say anything. I can be starting a startup right now. I don't know what that means. That means nothing. Yeah,
1: I had an idea this morning.
3: Yeah, fuck it. So now you're starting a startup. Exactly. He he has nothing.
1: So that was a uh, good times. But one of my friends was like, "Devin, this is like a really bad pattern that's starting. Like yeah. you need to ask ask people first off like do you have a place where you reside at night?" And also um,
3: what you what do you look what is going on in your life that you're attracting losers? I always feel like I attract losers I know. when I'm yeah. doing bad, poorly and in life, self-esteem, whatever, and then they just roll up, like, ah, an opening. They know. They can smell (laughs) it.
1: Exactly. They know. They can smell it.
3: They can smell it. And that's when, as a woman, you take yourself off the market, like, let me raise myself up so that I attract people on my level, you know? Yeah.
2: I'm curious, Janelle, with, like, your status as, like, a successful comedian and comedy (laughs) writer and as... (laughs) (laughs)
3: <laughs> no I'm
1: joking.
2: <laughs> I'm joking go on go on how has that affected your dating life because i'm assuming that you might date people in comedy once in a while and we yeah. talk a, a lot of comedians <laughs> about that like what is that <laughs> gross yeah.
3: uh i've done that once and that was good enough I, and i knew it going in but sometimes you just got to do shit you know what i mean you knew Yeah, everybody knows, you know, date comedians, female and male, you know what I mean? And I'm just like, hey, I got to do it because that's what kind of personality I am. But um, even before uh, comedy and all of that, I am just a person. I my problem is always men trying to compete with me. Right. Or even though I'm not trying to compete with them or thinking or or them thinking that they're uh, competing with me or uh, let me. What am I trying to say? Them thinking that I'm trying to compete with them, which I'm not. I'm not even thinking that, you know what I mean? But they go into this whole defensive mode. Or, uh, you know, I'm not somebody that uh does the whole (laughs) female thing. You know what I mean? Right. (laughs) Yeah. No, I I, come. Yeah. I used to. I remember when maybe that was about five, six years ago where I decided I'm not doing that anymore. I really was like, I'm not giggling at men's jokes that hurt my feelings or aren't
1: right yeah
3: or I'm not fucking encouraging their bullshit anymore and so once you cut that off you really the pool really lessens but it's all good you're not wasting your time anymore you know what I mean yeah so I really come across that where people are saying you know these dudes that's just saying little shit to get a rise out of you and I'm like you're done (laughs) you know what I mean so I don't really um yeah waste my time anymore and or even um I mean I already have kids I've had long relationships I'm a relationship person even though yeah. it doesn't sound like that. When I'm doing a podcast, I'm like, God, it sounds like I fuck everyone, but I have, <laughs> uh,
2: <laughs> I feel the same way. Cause we have like a love podcast. I'm like, it sounds yeah. like I've had like a bunch. I'm like, but I a lot of my count, red flags come yeah. from
3: the same person. I've realized, you know what oh, me? okay. I mean? I am not even talk yeah. about different people, but I have dated all types is what I, I'd say. Ages types. Like I'm very mm-hmm. much like, I don't date not or did not that I don't, but I just haven't dating the same type of person. I like, like, A new experience. That's what I date for. Right. Right. And I think, too, I always tell people, get married, have kids. Early is, I think, is the best. If it works out, great. And then if it don't, now you're released from that.
2: Right. That right. tension.
3: Dealing. So I'm yeah. out here. I don't want nothing. And men don't know how to deal with that. You know what I mean? Right. I don't want nothing. Yeah. <laughs> You're
2: not something. waiting for anything no. or any like pop question. Exactly. or Yeah.
3: <laughs> and that freaks them out. You know what I mean? Because <laughs> they want to be needed or whatever. Right. Then, yeah. But then they really don't. They only want to be needed so they can resent you for needing them. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's just such a fucked up. Uh, And they have, like, they
2: lose their power balance. So the balance of power is all off because they're used to that expectation.
3: It's like how guys who aren't rich are always talking about gold diggers. It's like truly rich men don't care about that. Right. uh, Right. They they love it. They love uh, showering a woman with things. You over here, $30,000 a year, ass motherfucker. Ain't nobody gold digging you. (laughs) Shut the fuck up. (laughs) But then, then and then, those are the same people that will meet someone like me who doesn't really need their thirty thousand dollars a year, and it freaks right. them out. Why aren't you trying to gold at me? Because you have nothing. But anyway, <laughs> yeah. um, so that was a long convoluted. Uh.
1: No, it's so <laughs> true. I was like nodding, 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 <laughs> nodding. Yeah. The
3: only thing it does is, uh, my attitude does is cut out a lot of bullshit, and I love it. Like I'm not.
2: I. You know, Identify with you in the sense that I was just texting with a friend yesterday about how like I don't have time anymore to make sure a guy feels good about himself. Yep. Does oh, that god. make sense? They like,
3: will, they
2: <laughs> and that's a deal breaker for that's a lot of guys. Yeah, yeah exactly. They're like, okay, this they is a part of having a girlfriend. That, but
3: a lot of them, that's what they want. They want a mommy and a oh my god, your cheerleader. And, and I and here's the thing: I am that person, and I don't mind it if right. you're worthy. and also like i need just like
2: my and i've had problems with my self-esteem when i was younger where i counted Mm -hmm. on a guy and what he said to me and i needed that a lot i don't expect that from a guy anymore and i know that's a lovely
3: place to be i'm so happy for you
2: thank you but also like a guy shouldn't expect that from me like i'm very much in that belief like i can't make you feel good about yourself because you can't make like that's just not where it
3: comes from and they would never admit that that's what they want
2: Right. Right.
3: I mean, we're all It's so fucked up because a a lot of our um, ingrained behavior is just society and shit. And it just hasn't caught up with how things are. But I mean, so for instance, what's happening now with the pandemic where a lot of people have lost their jobs and then you dig a little deeper and you find out it's all women. Yeah. All women being tossed back and that and that enables men to continue to act like they are because now we need them again you know what I mean and so my whole life's purpose is never to need a a motherfucker ever again (laughs)
2: yeah
3: yeah. and uh I feel like that gets gets you to true intimacy where you're both there because you want to be
1: yes yeah I mean capitalism
3: is built on good for romance women yeah. Yes, and it's exactly. like,
1: it. that's what's been happening for generations. And I have, I have seen a trajectory in a relationship when I was really young, where I started out in the relationship, I was a PA, like production assistant, I didn't have like, I didn't even know what I wanted to do. I was very like, um, just young and figuring things out. And then mm-hmm. as I started to be like, I think I want to be a writer, like, I think I'm getting into this, I like got promoted at work, I started mm-hmm. like getting more confident slowly this person was less and less like attracted Interested to me. In you yeah yep. and more and more bothered by me and like yep. suddenly was like needing things from me all the time and I wasn't yep. smiling enough and I didn't yep. like come home excited enough to see him and I was like well I'm tired now because I work yep. really hard and I <laughs> don't have time to like come home and prepare like whatever right. the fuck you need how about you give me um, a,
3: a, a chef or a, a blue apron how about exactly. that exactly we both eat <laughs>
1: <laughs>
3: how about we uh, solve this very s- solvable problem right now without you being a fucking whiny baby Yes. But, um, I always say yeah. the more successful I get in comedy the less male comedians talk to me and it's been lovely that's so true no one has quote unquote advice and, right. and yes. the little oh. digs they're little like oh you uh, they're, they're really looking for women now that's probably oh. why you're getting stuff yeah. and all of that shit the more no. I rise the less that shit happens and it's been amazing. I love it. So
1: eat my dust, motherfuckers. Anyway, sorry. No, that is so enraging. I hate that. That has, like, people, yeah, people say that.
3: Um, Eat my motherfucking too. dust. It's
1: your time. Oh, my God. It's your time because people are really yeah. looking for female yeah. writers. And what. And I like, get it twofold oh.
3: because it's like, oh, people are looking for women and, not, and they're yes. looking for black women. I, but black, two black women got a show in, on two networks. It's a deluge. You're everywhere. You know what I mean? <laughs> It's a deluge. <laughs> Meanwhile, everywhere way, I turn it's black people. <laughs> Have you
1: seen that? There's also like six new shows about a white stand-up huh. comic. Of course who, they have because it's not them personally. Yeah.
3: Until it's them personally, it's 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 uh, we're being handed things. So.
2: Oh God!
3: Fuck them all!
1: So enraging. Yeah. <laughs> what do
2: you guys think are red flags that you present
3: to people? Oh boy! Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I am moody as fuck. Like, yeah. I am moody. I need my alone time. And that people can read that as I don't like them. You know right. what I mean? And so, uh, and I, yeah. And back to the top. I'm moody. I am very much hot and cold sometimes where I'm just like all over you. And then the next minute, I'm like, please disappear. You know what I <laughs> mean?
2: <laughs> There's nothing I want more than to see no faces right now. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly.
3: Like, don't ask me how I am, which is an awful thing to say to somebody that cares about you. You know what I mean? Like, don't even ask me. Just go. <laughs> Let yeah. me be in my mood. And then I'll come talk, chat with you. But right now, while I'm in my mood, I don't want to talk about it. You know, yeah. so that can be hard because men are fixers. They're like, what's yeah. wrong with you? Let me fix it. And, and sometimes you don't want to be fixed. So that's, yeah, I'm definitely a red flag in that way.
2: I feel yeah. like I do this thing that I hate when other guys do like I hate when a guy like likes when I'm jealous at all like I can tell that mm. he like likes me feeling possessive and jealous mainly because I do get jealous really easily so I hate that mm. And I don't I don't like when I was younger and like drunk all the time like I loved like flirting with people in front of partners cuz I love mm. like I got high off of it and I definitely don't do that anymore and I think that's like really rude but when I can tell a guy gets jealous like I still can't help it I still like that Mm.
3: Yeah. I mean, I'm a human competition I don't know.
2: Yeah. I'm a big,
3: what, what sign are you, Carolyn? I'm a Taurus. Really? Oh, okay. I'm a Libra, and I'm oh, told that, that's, okay. that we're flirty. I, yes, I don't you think are flirty. Yeah. I don't think I've ever flirted in front of a partner, but let me loose by myself. I'm out here. <laughs> you know what I mean and that's definitely one of the things I miss most about uh, the outside is is flirting being at a bar and I'm and I do like old school flirting like I am at the bar shoulder work (gasps) giggle work like I love all of that shit which is always a surprise to people who know that I'm kind of like I have very male energy in other ways (laughs) you know what I mean and then I turn into this like Betty Boop type person when I'm
1: flirting (laughs) (laughs) I love that, but
3: I love it. I love flirting. That keeps your fucking engine running and your your pussy wet.
1: You know. Yeah. Excuse me. Yeah. I didn't know
3: if this is a G-rated podcast. My bad. We're
1: gonna We're have going. to. No, I'm just <laughs> no, it's true. Like I, I was listening to your um episode of your podcast about Unfaithful because I just rewatched uh, that movie mm-hmm, um mm-hmm. just for some excitement in the pandemic. Oh
3: uh, yeah. I've actually,
1: I've been watching. I'm a lot I Feeling like
3: of- I should be getting some like endorsements from these goddamn movie um. <laughs> places now because everyone says they're watching these movies because of the podcast now i'm like I to figure out how to get some money off of this but anyway
1: i know no (laughs) i i was thinking too when i was listening to your podcast like that is the best type of movie to watch in the pandemic because they're Mm. all just like sex and action and like crazy emotions and i'm like in my snuggie on the couch (laughs) watching it like with food on my stomach but yeah, like, she, you were saying on the podcast, like, if you're married for a long time, like, it's totally fine to, like, go out and flirt with someone and then come home to your husband. But, yeah. obviously, in the movie, she took it to, like, an too, too far. insane degree. Exactly.
3: Well, no, <laughs> I, then, I don't think I said it yeah. was okay to flirt with other people. I said, I think the, the guest, Sydney, was saying in her in their mind, she was having fantasies yeah. in her mind. And the guest was saying, I don't like my partner to have fantasies. And my whole thing was, yeah. Well, not whether it was it's correct or not, but you can't control somebody's thoughts. <laughs> right? You can't be like, "Don't ever think about it." It's yeah. just not, and then the uh, sure, and then the person will lie to you and say, "Of course I don't," but you can't really. You know, and right. that, that seems like a stupid thing to get mad about. Is really what I was saying, especially if you've been married for fifty freaking years or whatever. Like. Right. Because like, yeah, Richard
1: I, Gere was like weirded out by it, and like yeah, kind of like
3: history, he not like. on the on the porno sites at night what's she tucking, yeah. <laughs> what I'm gonna call it in bed like get out of here stop lying
1: <laughs> i know but it is so funny you were saying you guys were saying about um like the end of the movie when richard Gere is like i feel kind of guilty like they've they've driven away from they're like trying to escape what yeah. happened which is like he killed her lover and he's like i'm feeling kind of guilty and diane lane is like it's fine like we'll just like take it we'll just do it one day at a time and it's it's, like, it's yes. okay it's total not
3: okay. It's not, total, not a big okay. Deal.
1: You caused this. You ruined our lives, Diane. It's a total Lane.
3: wasp move. Like they yes. wasp very like brushing it away. It's fine. It's I a thing that people. happened. Yeah. You already <laughs> forgive me. Like what does it matter? I don't know if I told you, but he was a foreigner. Yeah. You killed a foreigner, okay? So it doesn't really matter. He no one's looking for him. Immigrant. He was probably
1: an immigrant. He was yeah, exactly, undocumented.
3: exactly. I don't know. He, I don't know if you noticed, but he was swarthy. Yeah, that wasn't a tan. <laughs> you know.
1: She's like break I, I had my fun, and now let's go to the yeah. house in
3: the Hamptons. And okay, it's fine. let's go up to, to the to the beach house. Do a summer. <laughs> that's Do exactly the summer. vibe I don't know if they're that's how they say it but they're still to this day they're doing a summer so exactly they're sitting on two rockers on the coast Cape Cod <laughs> holding hands with a shell blankets on, on their on, on their on their laps you yes know? they're, they're like remember that so remember that <laughs> and then uh,
1: awesome. <laughs> <laughs> we still have the snow globe and it's, it's still got the blood on it okay
2: Janelle, Um, you give such great advice on your podcast, and we were wondering if you would offer some advice to our listeners who have written in. Sure. Okay. We have two listeners writing in about being friends with a past or potential romantic partner. One writes, I've been crushing on this guy for about four years. I've always been the chaser. We've been talking as friends over these years. He replies to my thirst traps, but about Mondain about mundane things sorry he replies to my thirst traps but about mundane topics just to create a conversation recently i unfollowed him and removed him from my followers almost instantly he requested to follow me again and tries to keep our friendship quote unquote up Mm. guys i need your advice what do you think what should i do
3: i mean have you have you had a conversation with this person that's what I was saying, traps, yeah. You know what I mean? Right. And, he, and he's like, whoa, we're friends. What's going on? He might be trying to respect you. If you if you haven't had a conversation, he might be trying to be disrespectful of you and, and your friendship if you're sending a thirst trap. And then he's like, I don't know what's happening. Let me just, hey, what's that painting behind yes. me? Yes. Or whatever. <laughs> yeah.
2: Unfortunately, so, I, mean, I have to be really direct sometimes. Yeah, sometimes got, that blows up a friendship. Not and sometimes fine. with
3: men, all the time. You have to tell yeah. them straight up. Like, no, with men, you always have to be. Sure. And then you have to decide whether the friendship is wor- uh, worth it or, you know, to uh, make it weird. It's going to be weird. What if you don't want you? That's yeah, fine. Right. Whatever. Male friends aren't that great anyway. What are you losing, really?
1: Exactly. <laughs>
3: <laughs> yeah. What do I mean, you, you know, we romanticize male friendships, but you don't really go to them with the real problems. You yeah. Know what I mean? That's so yeah. true. That's so them. true. And the alternative is now you're in this weird limbo where you're just like so horny around his friend all the time, then just tell him and then if he doesn't want it, cut him off. You know I know not It's anything. not worth
1: it. Yeah. But I've had two friendships with men that turned into like dating. And both times, um when actually one time the the guy was like, Well, our friendship, like we I wanted to respect our friendship. I was like, the friendship isn't that, like, good to me. <laughs> like, I don't uh, really care about the friendship that much. I'll be fine without it. Like, I don't text you when I have a problem at night. Right. So it's totally fine, actually. But, yeah, I agree that men don't get it at all. Men are dumb, And you have to be like, <laughs> I like you. Do you right. want to meet up tonight? Now, um, I will
3: say I've been... Friends with a guy for 10 years and we had uh pre-pandemic uh conversation about like being together and i was very much like no i want to stay friends and so and we're still friends so it's it's it worked that way because he is a good friend though it's like he's I'm, right he's such an anomaly i'm like dude you're my male friend that i haven't slept with that is actually my friend like i don't want to yeah. fuck it up you know what i mean yeah. and it's not we're not gonna sleep together and everything still be the same it's gonna right it's gonna fuck up everything. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> you know too much about me, first of all. You know yeah. what I mean? Like it's just this isn't like dating where you come into a stranger. You know everything about right. me. Right. This isn't gonna just be some casual thing, and I don't know if I want to have a serious thing because then a serious thing, when it ends, we're not friends anymore. Right. You know? So that's very. Uh, anyway, true. the advice is just that: talk to him. I don't I think like I don't think she has. She's trying to do the thirst trap, uh, capture, and that's not. <laughs> yeah,
1: it's not. It's that's not, fully not trapping.
3: Oh my god, what pain when you send your whole titty, and they're like, hey, what's that uh lotion you're using? Like I they know. had, they totally.
1: <laughs> I sent a nude once, and the guy just emphasized it. Like, how wow, you <laughs> and I was like,
3: wait,
1: what does this wow. mean?
3: I would mail a bag of shit to his house. Are you serious? <laughs>
1: janelle thank you so much for your advice for our listeners and for me and for carolina because i got so much out of talking hey, to you I always today say i
3: gave really good advice that i don't listen to myself so don't. i know me. it's
1: so hard to like apply it in your own we can mind. all
3: advise each other but
1: <laughs> i know i always like repeat stuff my therapist says to friends and then i'm like not yeah. that i've ever tried it but um i'm sure it works um no but it was such a pleasure to have you and do you want to plug anything your podcast Yeah mostly
3: my podcast which is You in Danger Girl G U R L you can hear it on all the places that you can hear podcasts we just got named uh top comedy podcast for 2020 on mm-hmm. Spotify which is amazing cuz we just started in October of last year so it's a lot of work and as you guys know to do a yes. podcast and I'm, I'm i'm happy and so the only thing that uh keeps me going is people listening to it so yeah check it out
1: it's so good guys you have to listen i love it <laughs> and it has gotten me to re-watch movies like unfaithful and fear you inside
3: anyway come on now
1: yeah come on <laughs> janelle thank you so much and we'll be right back with more true romance
3: thank you
0: i want true romance
1: Welcome back to True Romance. That was Janelle James. Icon. Truly an icon of comedy.
2: While listening to her, I just thought, how cool would it be to be this relaxed and this funny? Like, she was just kicked back being literally one of the funniest people ever. And I, was like, I know, just
1: spewing.
2: This is just your state of being.
1: Being as funny as Janelle James must be, like you just it's like one of those things where if you're meant to be like an Olympic gymnast then people can tell when you're like five years old like I wonder if at five years old everyone was like you're the funniest person I've ever met and here she
2: is um we're truly lucky she grace the true romance pod on the subject of red flags yeah what was the red flag what was your red flag when you met me (laughs) interesting that you went with singular
1: instead of plural
2: you get one There wasn't really
1: a red flag right away, let's say. At first, I thought you were really nice, really cool. Mm -hmm. Pretty quickly, this is actually really funny because I feel like it's nothing like you now that I know you. But pretty quickly, you were like talking about this vegan, this book about like veganism and how like it was like Food Inc. or something in this book. And you were like, everyone has to read this and like it's so good. And then, like, the following week, you were eating bacon. And I was like, so I don't know about like the wherewithal here, but um,
2: this is so crazy that you remember this. The book is called <laughs> "Eating Animals" by Jonathan Safran oh, yeah. Foer. I was like one of the like million like hipster girls who read it, being like, "Oh my god, this is really bad, guys!" Oh, and god. then posted on my Facebook that I was going to be vegan. And then a week later, and my friend Emma Brennan, friend of the pod, was like, you are so fucking black and white. Like, here it goes again, like all or nothing. I could have just yeah. been like, oh, I'm going to be more mindful about what I eat. Instead, I was like, anyone who eats anything having to do with animals is a bad person. I'm a good person. And then a week <laughs> later, I was like, okay, I'm going to try to block that book out of my head so I can go on as a normal. <laughs> well, it was
1: at a time in our lives where we mostly hung out in diners in new york city so i honestly was like good luck to you asking these greek men who run this diner for the past like 50 years in new york for a side of like vegan butter or something it Um, was also
2: really funny because one of the first times i hung out with our friend holly friend at the pod all she remembers is that i ordered a huge plate of sausage like casually
1: (laughs) (laughs) so yeah that was um that's a red flag that was a red flag and also Jonathan saffron 4 went on to have a bizarre emotional affair with Natalie, Natalie Portman. Portman. So weird. We should so, read yeah. those
2: emails on an episode. I will say that for my um red flag for Devin, and it really comes from my own probably internalized sexism, was that Devin truly dressed when I met her like a motivational dancer at a bar mitzvah but like in mid like show like she was like had just come from a bar mitzvah and that's yeah. what when i say that i mean like i went to a lot of bar mitzvahs as kids and there were always these dancers who are like there to sort of pump up the party and the girls were always like beautiful and they were dressed like spandex pants like belly's always showing like do you had a do you still have a belly button piercing
1: i never had one. Oh, okay it doesn't make sense that I didn't. But it doesn't didn't. make
2: sense that you didn't, but you were like belly out always like tits out always. And to the <laughs> extent that when I met Devin, I thought like we won't be friends like we're not similar enough to be friends, but like I know someone who will be friends with her and I introduced her <laughs> to this like crazy oh, yeah, that girl. rich girl. I was like, here is who your friend should be and it was like a girl who had like fake eyelashes like spray tan like lived in like this really fancy apartment building and had like like a huge like like what looked like a wig but was probably just like a bunch of extensions and was just like hi nice to meet you to (laughs) It Was just like i can't that's the best description i can give
1: i was like so attracted to her as a person and i i this is something i really struggle with like I think Erica Jane is like truly the most beautiful, beautiful person I've ever seen. And like on this season of Real Housewives of Salt Lake City, a lot of people are saying it's like the worst style of the Housewives that I'm like, oh, but n- it's- <laughs> ev- almost every outfit I would be signing up for almost immediately.
2: So, yeah, that's tough. That was I feel like things have toned down. That was when I was things have toned down so much, Devin. I was trying to explain to my mom why I was so shocked that you had never seen Aaron Brockovich, and I was telling her that you had the dress that Julia Roberts wears in Pretty Woman when she's—I did, yeah—had I had something like that. It wasn't like it wasn't a costume, and it was never worn ironically. Like you wore that like as a going out outfit.
1: <laughs> I know. I used to shop at this place, like Mystique Boutique, on Canal Street that now I'm like, I guess I just like didn't take bed bugs into consideration that that is like where I frequented. And when I was like 20 years, I guess 20 years old, I also frequently would buy like backless dresses and I would like turn them around and wear them forward so that they would be like low cut down to my belly button. That was like a style tip I had. And so when I was like 20, I started like, I had like an internship. Like I entered the professional world. I was fired from being a waitress, but I entered the professional world of internships and I had to like buy all new clothes and I had to sell all my, I was like, I guess I'll just get rid of it all. It's all like rave outfits and mystique boutique, like knockoffs of like Kardashian outfits from like the early season. So I had to sell it all. And when I took it to Beacon's closet, they were like, You really think, like, the hipster fucking clientele here is going to wear a backless chiffon teal dress that has a body ton skirt and rhinestone buttons? And I was like, if they're
2: smart. They were like, did you just get out of rehab? (laughs) (laughs) So, yeah. You're like, Richard Gere came to town and I'm going shopping. It was not great
1: i also routinely wore a white sequence blazer and i specifically remember once like my white sequence blazer like probably burned like it to ashes because it was so cheap it just fell apart one day and i specifically remember thinking oh i guess i have to get another white sequence blazer as if that's like a staple i was like oh my one is done i guess i'll get the next one that i'll wear for the rest of my life since this is such a normal thing to wear <laughs> classic Anyway,
2: Devin, love you, Carol. Thanks for looking you. past my red flags. Thank you for looking past mine. We'll see you next time on True Romance. Bye.
3: All I ever wanted was a little love.
0: I want you.